Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come if you love him, come on, let's open our mouths and tell him something from your heart. God is a good God, amen. And we just bless the Lord. All oh, the overwhelming, matchless love of God. Nothing like it. Nobody, and I know my husband loves me, but he can't love me like God loves me. Amen. He's good to me, but he's not as good to me as my God is. And I just bless the Lord for him, for God being who he is. Amen. In our lives. Come on, let's just talk to the Lord again. Father, here we are again. And we just come to thank you. Thank you for your matchless love that you have for us. Thank you because when we didn't even want to serve you, you loved us. When we didn't get it right, so many times you still loved us. God, and we just appreciate you this morning. We ask you that your spirit takes control of this service. Let everything be done and said, be done in accordance to your will, your way, and your purpose. Let no flesh glorify, and Lord, you be glorified in the name of Jesus. Let the word go forth. Lord, let it go forth with clarity. Strengthen me, and I bless you for it. Let it go forth with an anointing that breaks and destroys yokes, that causes lives to change and want to serve you more. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated in his presence. I love the Lord this morning. Again, we welcome you here in the house, not only here, but those of you who are online. We bless the Lord for you this morning. Thank God. Thank God for you, you coming to service with us today, whether it's, this, whether it's live Sunday morning or whatever time you watch the service. We really appreciate God for you because you could be watching service. There's so many hundreds and thousands of services online, but you chose to watch Our Father's House and join us in service here, so we bless the Lord. And for those of you who are watching who are not here, who are Our Father's House members, we bless the Lord for you, and we're praying for you. So many have traveled. And we bless the Lord for you. Looking forward to you coming back home soon. Amen. Amen. There's something that the Lord has put on my heart. It's been here for a couple days. It's a couple weeks, actually. And Bishop talk, touched on it last week. And I went to another service after service Sundays. Uh, and the preacher was preaching on it, too. And I really want to start here um, before we get to that. But I really... What's, what's really been on my heart is how each one of us has a purpose in God. There's no such thing as a bench warmer. No such thing as somebody just in the church just to warm a bench. But every one of us has a purpose in God. Now, we have a tendency to think that one individual's job is more important than the other. But the word tells us that God sets the members in the body as it pleases him. So whether I'm set as a small toe or whether I'm set as the eye, it does not mean that I'm not, I don't have a significant part in the body of Christ. And I really want everybody to see that because sometimes people have a tendency to feel that, that, oh, I'm just an usher or I'm just a teacher but I'm not like the apostle. And then what the, the apostle may do is cause the usher to feel that they're subordinate. But in Christ, there is no subordinates. This is just a job I have to do as pastor. This is just what I have to do to get, work out my soul's salvation. So whatever we do and however we're called to the kingdom, we have to realize that we have purpose. There are no big eyes. There are no little U's. The body could not function properly unless every one of us functions in our place and every one of every member in the body works out their soul salvation wherever God has called you to do amen so I, I was the, the script the thought dropped in my heart and I really need you to be praying for me this morning the thought dropped in my heart how so often we go through the making process to get to the purpose for which each of us has been called. 
Every one of us, we've been called to purpose. Every one of us have been called. And we, we know, we've been teaching so much on the light that we are in. How that we, how that we can't have to let our light shine. We can't hide our light under a bushel. And, but in order for our light to shine as brightly as it needs to, so that it will shine brightly in this dark world. And I say this again, it's dark out here. It's dark out there. <laughs> it's dark. And, but in order for those of us who have the light and are the light in this dark world to allow our light to shine, we have to be made for our purpose. We have to be shaped and formed and, 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 and mindsets have to change and our, our ways and our thoughts need to change. Our desires need to change. Doesn't mean we're not saved. It just simply means there's some things that God is working on all of us to do so that we, can, our lives can bring him glory. I want to talk this morning, uh, let's first of all go to Job, the 23rd chapter and the 10th verse. It says this, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. There, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep that as our base scripture this morning, but I want to just look at something. Let's go here. In the book of Genesis, the 37th chapter, the Lord gave this young boy, his name was Joseph, a dream, gave him two dreams. He dreamed how one of his, how his family members would all bow down to him. Because of him telling his dreams to his brother, who were already, they were already jealous of him because he was his father's child. He was so much his father's child as he was his father's favorite. His father gave him he made him a coat of many colors. We've heard about it. You all can probably tell the story better than I can. But he gave him a coat of many colors. And this coat, the Bible says how the coat had long sleeves. And I, as I was studying this, I said that had significance to it. Because they weren't sleeves. The coat that he wore, weren't, wasn't sleeve, the sleeves on the coat wasn't made for working. Most of their sleeves would be up here which means they were hard, they were laborers, they were out there working, they were doing different things, they were tending the sheep, they were doing whatever, because that's what, that was what their assignments were. But Jake, jo Joseph, who was Jacob's son, Joseph's <laughs> coat, even it had many colors, but it had long sleeves, which means he was given clothes that would establish him in a position greater than his brother's. He was younger, he was younger, he was his daddy's favorite, but his daddy gave him position and favored him and let the others know that he was favored. So now here, he, they're jealous of him. They're jealous of him. After, and then, after all that had happened, and they, I'm talking, while he had a different mother than they had, because Jacob had, four different wives. He had a different mother than they had. Jacob loved his mother than the rest of the other boys. And then Jacob was old when he had Joseph. So of course now, his old man baby had really tugged on his heart, all right? So the brothers were jealous of him. Now you see, there are then this little boy who the father favored, who's wearing the coat that tells us that we have to work harder than you have to work. He, he, the, Joseph then comes to them and tells them, I had a dream. Matter of fact, I had two dreams. And in both of these dreams, it said, I, I saw where I'm going to be ruling over you all and y'all going to bow down to me. So just imagine that. They already jealous. They already hated him, but they hated him even more. Why? Because it seemed as though he purposed that he was better than they were. So one day they were out doing whatever, and, and the father said, now I want you to, 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 to go and check on your brother, see what they're doing. See, because let me say this too. Already there was one time that the boys had done something that they shouldn't have done, and Jacob went and told his daddy. 
So he, they already had a problem with Joseph, if you understand what I'm saying. They already had a problem with him. So now here he comes to check up on them so he, they can tell, he can tell, tell on them again. All right? So while they saw him coming, as it were, they decided among themselves, we're going to kill our brother. We're not just talking about a stranger, but they had a plan to murder their own brother. The Bible tells us that jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Yes. Uh -huh. Jealousy can never be appeased. Jealousy will cause you to make up stories that they're so far-fetched, people will believe them because they couldn't but won't believe that you made up a story so far-fetched. Uh -huh. Jealousy is a cruel thing. So here, mm, here it's leading them to want to kill their brother. But then his older brother, Reuben, he stands up and he said, no, let's not kill him. But let's just, we can sell him. So they, they decided to put him in a pit and they were going to sell him later. And Reuben went away. And then when he came back to give it, Reuben's plan was he was going to get the brother, get him out of, get Joseph out of the pit and go give him back to his daddy. Because he knew that if, Jake, if, if, if Jacob, his father, their father, realized that Joseph was dead, it would hurt him to his heart. So there was a little heart left in Reuben. So what Reuben did, he put him in the pit. Well, they all put him in the pit. But before Reuben could get back to see, get him, some Midianites came by and they, the brothers sold Joseph to the Midianites rather than killing him. Now, the Midianites take him down into Egypt. They take him down into Egypt, and then there he goes into Potiphar's house. I want you to look now. Before I go any further, I want us to kind of stop right here. I want you to see this. Joseph had a dream from God that was the truth. His brothers and his, well, his whole family were going to bow down to him. But when he had this dream, it, there was nothing in the dream about him being sold down to Egypt. There was nothing there at all about him being sold into Egypt. I want us to look on now. Here, this 17-year-old boy was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold. He was taken away from his family, not knowing if he was going to ever see his family or his father again. Then he's taken down to, into Egypt. We're talking about the route to purpose. The route to purpose. He was sold. He didn't know if he was going to ever see his family again. He was taken to a group of people different language, whole different culture, couldn't communicate. <clears throat> Whereas before, he was treated as the favorite, and now he's a slave. He's a slave. So now he was sold into Potiphar's house, and there, let me tell you, when God is working with you, God is going to work with you wherever you are. He was given favor to Potiphar's house. Just to show you know that was God because he couldn't speak the language. So now here he's given favor inside of the whole house. Potiphar's wife had a fancy for him. So she decided she made, a, made, made uh, an advance toward him. And when he made, she made the advance, Joseph, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. He could have done it, got away with it. But he had integrity. He had integrity. So he ran out of the house, left his coat, so then now when Potiphar's, I mean, when Potiphar's wife's husband came home, when Potiphar came home, she tells her, she tells him, see, look at his coat here. And this is what he tried to do. So now he's gone into prison. The plan for the route had nothing to do with prison. There was nothing that's supposed to be on Joseph's route him ruling over his, his, his family that had, in Joseph's eyes, that had nothing to do with prison. 
Okay, so even there, when Joseph goes in prison, God's working with him. God gives him favor there. And then he's placed where? Over every other prisoner in the prison. The person, the guard, the, 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 the warder there in the, in the prison favored Joseph and gave him free run of the prison. But he was still in prison. So that, that's it. When God is with you, doesn't matter where you are, what circumstances you may be facing, God will bless you. See, they're in prison. There were two former employees of the Pharaoh. And both of them had dreams. One man's dream, the baker, when Joseph, he asked Joseph to, uh, to interpret it. When he interpreted it, he, told, he told him that you're going to die. And the next couple of days, he died. But then the second man, the butler, he also had a dream. But then when Joseph interpreted that dream, that dream said that he was going to be restored back to his place. And he was restored. Just the way Joseph told him it happened, that's the way it happened. But Joseph told the butler, when you are restored, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. What happens? He's restored. He's so happy he's restored. He's so glad he's back, giving the king, giving Pharaoh his cup, and he forgets all about Joseph. So here we are. He's now, not only is he sold, not only was he betrayed by his brothers, they plotted, plotted to murder him. He was thrown in prison. He was lied on. He was falsely accused. Had to run for his, for his life, as it were. Thrown in prison. But God had said he was going to rule over his family. Those two don't seem to match. How many of us, how many of us, has the Lord spoken something to that he's going to do in, through, or with you, or with your life, and every single thing seems to be going opposite of to how God said it was going to move. I want us to look at this. Look at Joseph here. There's so many situations in, that happens in our lives that causes us to kind of veer off that seem like since this is going on right here, there is no way that right there is going to happen. We can't see it. We can't see it. All Joseph knows now is that he's there down in prison. He doesn't see, he hasn't seen his family for years. He hadn't seen his family for years. But here he still knows what God has told him would come to pass. Can't see that. How can I rule somebody from here in this prison? How can they bow down to me here in this prison? But he knew what he had dreamed. If we look at it in the natural, Joseph had every right to believe that it was over. That he was going to spend the rest of his life there in prison. And I'm sure Joseph would have thought, now why me? Why, why is all of this happening? What did I do? And that's where a lot of us, when we go, what we do, when, when life happens, and life happens, y'all know I say it much, life happens to all of us. Situations come forth. Everything that happens negatively in our life is not the devil. We give him too much credit. Everything that happens is not the devil. Some things are just life. Some things are just life. When we get older, stuff happens. I can't jump like I used to jump. I can still jump a little bit. I can't jump like I used to jump. Can't jump as high. Can't run as fast. So that doesn't mean that was the devil. That just means I'm getting older. We need to stop giving the devil so much credit. So here we are. Hmm. My Lord. We have to look again. I want us to still look again at Joseph. Genesis, the 39th chapter, tells us that the Lord was with Joseph all along the way, giving him favor. Even when Joseph couldn't see it, even when Joseph didn't understand, God was still with him. 
Even when Joseph tried to get out of the prison himself, go make sure you remember me, God was still with him. So when, but I want us to remember, when God speaks to us, he may simply tell us some of the plan or part of the plan that he has for our lives. Go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said this, for I know the thoughts. And one version said, I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. God's thoughts toward us are always good. And if anything happens to us, it doesn't mean that God is whipping us necessarily. Understand what it doesn't mean that he's forsaken us. Let me say it that way. Doesn't mean that he's forsaken us. What it means is that he's filtered what we're going through through his love. And there is purpose inside of what we are going through. I want us to look at this. Hallelujah, Jesus. One thing that I found out is that God doesn't always give us all the details. He didn't tell, he did not tell Joseph how he was going or, or in what position or when his family was going to bow down to him. All he told him was they're going to bow. And so now Joseph could not have fathomed the route that God was to get him to the place where that would have come to pass. And so many of us, there are things that God has spoken to us and we certainly <laughs> could not have even thought in our wildest imagination that some of the things that we've gone through in our lives we're, we're the making process to bring us to where we are now. We never would have thought that God, in order for me to get from here to across the street, God would have taken me around the corner, up, then go around this street up here, go down there, back down the boulevard, down here, down Russell, back, turn back, turn back up, up here, come back over here, over, down, then come back on Fair Street, and then go right across the street. But that's God's way. Because all along that route, there were lessons that we needed to learn. Whether we get up here to Ellis Avenue, and then go up here and turn to Wilson, and then go up there on Bennett, and come back down the boulevard, come back down here, go back on Amelia, and then go down here, what is the street over there, over there where the old bus station used to be, over there, and come back and come back on Amelia, here again, and then, no, come on Russell Street, come back up here, and then go back across the street. To us, it makes more sense just to move from here across there. I can see that, but that's not God. See, because all along every one of those other paths, those other streets, there was something that he's teaching us. Not only is he teaching us about himself, but he's, show, he's breaking stuff off of us. He's pouring things into us so that when we get across the street, we'll be able to fulfill his purpose in our lives. Amen? Amen. So God doesn't always tell us. God didn't tell Joseph anything about a murder plot. He didn't tell him anything about slavery or him being accused of a crime he didn't commit or imprisoned. God didn't tell him anything about that. So here he is in prison, in jail a long time for something he didn't do. And all he had is a thought, a memory of what God had told him was going to happen. How many of us have been there or are there? All we have is a memory and a secret hope in our heart. That what God has said will come to pass. My Lord. My Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Often we don't see how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We don't even see how, even though we don't always equate the, the, the pit, Joseph in the pit, having anything to do with him bowing down to his family, his family bowing down to him. 
we don't see him going to prison or being accused having anything to do with what God is saying he's going to do through him. And that's the same thing with our lives. We don't see all of those different turns and angles having anything to do with what God has said he's going to do through us. And see, since we don't see that and we don't trust God and we're not trusting God all along the route, we don't see that his that we don't see how his purpose could ever come to pass. Help us here this morning. Help me here this morning. We don't realize that every one of those terms has to do with a bigger picture than what we're talking about. Oh, my Lord, help me here. I want us to see this, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. Joseph would only think that The purpose is your family is going to bow down to you. I want you to keep this in mind. Uh, Joseph thinks, okay, I had two dreams, and the dream saying my family's going to bow down to me. So somewhere along the line, I'm going to be somewhere in authority that, so that where my family would have to come to me. This is what Joseph would think. But I want us to remember every time God says something, he doesn't always tell us the whole story. But let's look and see what happens. Joseph's story doesn't stop there. So Joseph's in prison. Joseph's in prison. And, and finally the bake, the but the which one? The butler, he remembers that Joseph interpreted his dream. Pharaoh has two dreams and he could none, nobody in his kingdom could, could interpret the dream. But then the, he find, Oh yeah, I know somebody. Oh, Oh yeah. I know somebody. So he remembers Joseph. They clean Joseph up, bring him in, into the King's house, the Pharaoh's house. And he interprets the dreams. He tells him how there's the, the dream that Pharaoh had, the dreams that Pharaoh had, they were both the same meaning, how there was going to be seven good years and seven years of famine. And during this good years, you need to store up. Okay? How does this have to do, what does that have to do with they're going, your family's going to bow down to you? Now the famine was all over, all over everywhere. And this particular famine, even where Joseph's fat father and his other brothers were, famine was there. But they heard that there was food down in Egypt. Let me back up. When he, when he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, Pharaoh puts him over all of Egypt second in command. Second in command to make sure he stores up food so they would have food during the lean years. So now... Nowhere else was storing up. So in the country where they were, where Joseph's father and his, his brothers were, they didn't have food, but they heard there was food down in Egypt. So they go down into Egypt here now. They go down into Egypt to buy food. And who do they have to go to to buy the food but Joseph? They bow down to him. Long short story short. Read it. Read that. That's such a good story. But read it. They buy food from Joseph. They bow to Joseph. They didn't recognize who he was, but Joseph recognized him. So now the dreams have come to pass. But that's not all of God's purpose. We think sometime when we see this right here, let's say if God says he's going to use you to minister to thousands, you may think that's all to it, but God has so much. Well, we are part of such an intricate plan of God. We are part of such an intricate plan. See, because everything we do for the Lord has eternal value. We miss. We think, oh, we just singing. Oh, we just preaching. Oh, we just talking to people about the Lord. No, it has eternal value. We are important in the full plan of God. So when we take the things of God just so willy-nilly, just so, you know, we, we, 
just take it just like this, you know, just so loosely. We forget that we, what we're doing has eternal value past this world. Past this world, we, the people whose hearts and lives we touch, they will be touched. Those lives, we can be snatching them from hell's doors. Because what we do is not just about us, but it has eternal value. Can we see that? Hallelujah, Jesus. So Joseph is down in Egypt now. His family is there. Joseph, fast forward, Joseph finally, so much more to this story, Joseph finally introduces his brethren. He, he introduces himself to his brethren. They're surprised to see him. And of course, what do you think they thought? He must, now this powerful man right here, he's powerful now. He must gonna take revenge on us. Let me tell you something. Joseph wept bitterly not because he hated them but because he loved his brothers because he loved his family sidebar how many of us when people do us wrong can we still love God's way that is one powerful lesson on forgiveness because if he held them up in his heart, the full plan of God would never have come to pass. Because then if you look in, in Genesis, the 50th chapter, in the 20th verse, it said this, what they had meant for evil, God had meant it for good. It says this, but as for you, ye thought evil against me. When they were throwing him in the pit, they thought they were just getting rid of him. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. So him, them bowing down to them wasn't just about the family. His immediate family here, but it's to save much people alive. There was a promise that God had given to Abraham. It was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So this meant Joseph, Abraham was Joseph's great-grandfather. That he, that the whole world would be blessed through his seed. You meant it for evil, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. We don't always understand. We don't always see the big picture. We don't always understand that God may do this, but it's really connected to this. And so we look at God as being small. We don't see that he's working, as I said, things that have eternal value in and through our lives. Oh, God, help me here. While going through, we can't even imagine and surely don't see or know God's greater purpose that he's trying to fulfill through us. Who would have thought from the pit to prison to the lie told to the, to the being forgotten about in prison to being falsely accused? All of these things had anything to do with the big picture, even bigger than the family bowing down to him. Who would have thought that, now, now we've got, let me, let me go here. We've got to remember that Jesus came through the lineage of Abraham. Jesus came through the lineage of Abraham, through Abraham's family. Who would have thought that salvation the salvation we hold so precious and the salvation that's so dear would have come as a result of Joseph being thrown in a prison, of Joseph being lied on, attempted to be almost killed by his brothers, going that particular route. Who would have thought? See, because if 
Joseph's family had died. If they couldn't get food, they would have died. But who would have thought that the route that God took him to Egypt was, had anything to do with salvation of our souls? We look at situations so small and don't realize that the plan that God has for us is so much bigger than who we are. God has greater purpose for our lives than what we think. We may not understand the route that we've taken and may feel that God could have accomplished his purpose in and through our lives in ways that are much less painful. But even though we may feel that way, God knows he knew every step that was needed for Joseph to get to Pharaoh's house. Every single step that was needed, God knew. And he orchestrated every single step. You think Joseph would have chosen that route? He couldn't have gone just straight to Pharaoh's house. Number one, he was a foreigner. Number one, he was a foreigner. So he couldn't have gone to be, how would he have become second in command to all of Egypt, where the only place where there's food during the drought, the famine, that he was the one responsible for, had it not been for the working of the, God, of the Holy Ghost or the working of God in his life. The problem is we may be looking at situations, at circumstances rather than looking at God. We cannot continue to make our circumstances to be, appear bigger than what God is. We make them appear bigger than what God is. I want to encourage this, and I'm almost finished. Let's learn all we can along the route, resting in the fact that God takes good care of his people. I was listening to, as I said, said Earl started out, Bishop touched on the 23rd Psalms last week, and I heard another preacher touch on it last Sunday afternoon. I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. And I really want us just to listen to this. The Lord is our shepherd. Do we really believe that? Do we really, really believe that God is our shepherd? And I shall not want. And what that doesn't mean, oh, I want a pair of shoes. Oh, I think I want a Louis Vuitton purse. That's not what that means. Because remember the scripture tells us in 2 Peter 1 and 3, it says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. He's given us everything we need in order to accomplish purpose in him. He will satisfy the longing in our souls. Then it says, he makes me to lie down. Second verse, in green pastures, he leads me beside the still waters. He calls us to be refreshed, even along the route. He will lead us, just like Joseph, when he was in every one of those different places, God gave him favor. God gave him favor. He Makes us to lie down in the green patch. He leads us beside. He leads me beside the still water. Uh, then it says, "He restores my soul, and He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake." He gives. If I'm weak, He'll restore me. He'll build us up if we're weak, and then He'll lead us in the path of righteousness for His own name's sake. And then I want us to look at this. First, He's building us up. He's restoring us. He's giving us peace. And now, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 4, I want us to look at that. He may lead us into some dark places. There may be some dark places in all of us, I dare say. We go through some dark times. 
But it does not mean that he leaves us and he's left us there alone. There are things that he's teaching us all along this route. Whether he's teaching us some things that we need to let go of or some areas we need to give up, on, give up to him, or he's teaching us more about who he is, more about how to love people, more about how to serve people. He's teaching us, and he's there with us, even in the dark times. But he said, the, script, the psalmist says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And look at the transition here. Verses 1, 2, and 3. He, he, Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. But yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. It becomes personal. It becomes more personal. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And with the, with, 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 a, a, a shepherd's rod, it's for defense against the enemy. Let's say if a lion or something, he can hit him with that. But then with the staff, it has that hook on the end, you know, the hook there, like the flowers, flower hook in the yard. What it does, it takes, the shepherd does in the nighttime, what he'll do is take and put that, a lamp on that. He'll drive the, the, the hook in the ground and then he'll take and put a light on that end so that you can see. So he can see and the sheep can see. So with his rod and his staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. There's never a time that we have to fear. There's never a time that we have to fear. Don't fear that God is not with us. Don't fear that God is not with us. Don't fear that God has abandoned you in the dark times. God is there. And look at how he's working with you and giving you favor. Even in the dark times, don't fear. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest thy, my head. You, God, anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Even in the midst of very dark valleys, he still feeds and sustains us. He even anoints our head with oil and our cups overflowing. He strengthens us. And gives us more than enough for the journey. Yes, yes. Who would have thought Thank you, that what God did, what God did for Joseph had anything to do with us? We don't know the trials that we go through. Or the route that we go through. It may be to save our families. It may be to say to change your whole neighborhood, folks on your job. It may be just to help one person, and that person goes on to help change the world. So who knows? So let's not despise the route. There's purpose for every single thing all along the route. Amen. The butler, even though it was just for him to tell Pharaoh about Joseph, is still part of the process. Yes. Yes. So don't despise the place that God has you. Don't despise the place that God has you. Don't despise whatever he's telling you to do. He just wants us to prove faithful inside of what he wants us to do. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is a good shepherd, and he's helping us all along the route, all along the route. Amen. He's helping us all along the route. Let's trust the Lord. Let's trust the Lord with our lives. 
For those of you who are online, trust the Lord with your life. Circumstances may not be, they may not feel good now, but God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to say to me? What is it that you're trying to say? How are you telling me? What are you telling me? Show me. And Lord, if you don't show me all, help me to trust you. One songwriter said, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, for grace to trust him more. Help us to trust you, God, all along the route. Because this route is to help fulfill the purpose for which we are all called you love him this morning I don't understand God knows if I look at if I look if I look at things through the eyes of my flesh Andrea God knows God knows I used to say God you have some hard things in me some hard things but I can see purpose do I see the full big picture no but can I see things all along the route that I've learned things that how he's made me a minister making and still making me a minister amen things that I've had to go through he's put people in my life that needed those things they needed the lessons that I had to learn through and it's not just me I promise you if you look at it things that you've gone through and lessons that the Lord has taught you and people come across your path you able to share with them how some things not to do and some things to do so that your life, so their life can bring God glory. Let's not despise the route. Let's not despise the trials, but rather let's, let's, let's earnestly trust God with our life. Trust him with your whole heart. In the midst of trials, if it seems heavy, God, strengthen me with might in the inner man. Strengthen me so I can go through this. God, because I don't want to jump the fence. I don't want to jump the fence. I, I, I want to learn. Because it just might be my child. It just might be my child that may be saved. It may be your child. Who knows what eternal value the trials that we're going through have. So God, we trust you this morning with our lives. We're trusting you with our lives. We're giving you glory. Come on, let's lift those hands. Those of you who are online, lift those hands with us. Father, here we are. We are the sheep of your pasture. We love you this morning. And we thank you for the route. There have been times, God, there's no way I would have felt to say thank you. But I thank you for your patience with me. You waited on me. You drew me and you loved me into you. Can't help but say thank you this morning. We appreciate you and we bless you. Oh, what a wonderful Savior you are. What a wonderful Savior you are. We praise your name. We glorify your name this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name. God, all along the route, just let us feel that you're with us. We say yes to the route. Yes to the lessons that you're teaching us and yes to the ways that you're making us. Yes to the way, God, because, Lord, we want to be used by you. We want our lights to shine that men and women can see you somebody's light shined and we saw you so we want to do the same thing to let our light shine that somebody will come to see you help us this morning oh God we pray and if there's anyone here who don't know him or you may be online listening if you don't know him as Lord and Savior come on let's just lift those hands and just say Lord Jesus come into my life save me now forgive me from every sin from everything that's not like you I want to serve you I believe that you will save me because your word said, if I ask, you would do so. And we thank you for salvation in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just begin to thank God. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name this morning. We glorify you and we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Thank you for the route this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, if you just strengthen me. Strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me. Strengthen me, oh God. Strengthen me. Strengthen me, even from, from where I am now. Strengthen me, Lord. Oh God, I Come on, let's ask him just to strengthen me, Lord, in the midst of what we're going through. And Lord, help me to guard my heart that there would be no unrighteousness in my heart. God, we believe you for it this morning. We bless you, we honor you, and we praise you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Come on, let's tell the Lord thank you. If you believe the Lord heard your cry. Hallelujah, Jesus. Nobody like you, Lord. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Thank you for the route, God. Thank you for the route. Thank you for the route, God. I bless you, I bless you, I bless you. Let me just say this and we're going to close. There have been, when Joseph came out of prison, he was older than he was when he went in. When he met his father, he was older. Time was lost. He didn't get a chance to spend with his family. Sometimes we go through situations and there's still some thing. We're out of the situation. We know our heart is pure. But there are still some things that happen in the midst of the situation that still affect us or have the potential to affect us. If you understand what I'm saying. Whenever the enemy brings those thoughts to cause regret, to cause regret, because sometimes we can regret some decisions we made or whatever, but whenever the enemy brings thoughts to cause regret, the Bible says we can cast those thoughts down. Bishop taught something, he said this, and for those of you online, I'm speaking to you too. He said this, he said, the devil will bring a suggestion, but just because it, it doesn't become a thought until you start thinking about it. So you start dwelling on it. So let's learn not to dwell on things that the enemy brings, those suggestions. Yes, this is what it is. You can't deny the truth of what it is. But God's purpose and plan is so much greater. It's so much greater. So we're casting those thoughts down. It says to cast the thoughts down in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And what does that mean? Against the knowledge of who God is and what God has already done. So we're blessing the Lord, amen. This is how we keep the victory. Come on, let's, we can continue to praise him. Thank God for victory. Come on, we can thank God for victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is good, amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank God for the victory. Yeah, it happened, it happened. But God brought us through it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is our victory. Amen. Come on, let's bless the Lord for victory this morning. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.